Another fortnight has come to a close. Another day has come and gone. Another day, another dollar. I did search up that saying, yes, and I found out, as well as it being a common saying, it's also a song by the singer Wynn Stewart. So I'll definitely be checking that one out later, and I strongly recommend that you do too. I would love to discuss the acoustics and vocals and instruments and whatnot with someone else. Thank you, listener, once again, listening in. We've got a crack on episode lined up. We've got a Marvel quiz, which should be oof, extremely interesting, as well as another discussion on a power parable. Thank you once again for coming. And to start things off, we have Father Bogdan. Take it away. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord our God, we thank you for filling our hearts with such great trust. We thank you for all we are given in our lives, above all that we can come to know Jesus Christ. We thank you that over and over we can draw strength and life from his life. Praise to your name, for our life has a goal, and we may find strength during our time on earth. You will reveal what we hope for, and even now, you allow us to keep something of this goal before our eyes. We praise you that your name may become great in our midst, and that again and again new life can well up from us, who are poor and weak. May your name be praised for setting this goal before us to strengthen us. Amen. everyone. So last week we took a look at the unforgiving servant. And if you guys remember, I did leave a few questions for everybody to take a look at. And so what we've done is some of our lovely listeners have submitted their thoughts and feedback on the questions. So let's take a look at that. Hi, I'm Joanna. And I'm Francesca. And we're both from the Emmaus Young Adults Group. We're here tonight um, to talk about the Power Parable of Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35, the parable of the unforgiving servant. So with the first one, how it's like, why do you think Jesus wants us to forgive others for the wrongs that they have done for us? Um, I think it's quite important to forgive people because I guess when you don't forgive people, like they might hold grudges against you and stuff. And I guess people lose trust in you and then it does doesn't do very good things for like your friendships or relationships with other people. Um, your friendships with other people will diminish if you don't forgive them. And if it's a constant cycle of like you not forgiving other people and it's just ongoing and then it just turns into this massive kind of thing and you've just got a bunch of people like not forgiving you and then that's not very good and you're not going to get anywhere if that's the case. So it wouldn't be, we wouldn't be living in a very good world if we didn't forgive other people when um, they did bad things to us. So yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, and I think that it's so easy for us to judge others for doing things to us, but then when it comes to us, um, I think that we often, um, we, we do wrong things, but then we don't perceive it the same way. Um, forgiving others is something that, as, as Fran said, like if you don't forgive someone, um, it just grows and grows inside you. Um, and you just, it gets bigger and bigger and it just creates a scenario that could be avoided if you forgave them in the first place. Um, in the parable, Jesus shows us this, um, how the, the slave 
he doesn't forgive the other person, um, but he didn't see that he did something wrong. Um, so it is important for us to forgive and make things um, so much easier for ourselves and for others. The second question, what are the alternatives practiced by people who do not forgive? I think the alternatives are anger, resentment, hate, overthinking it. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you, Joanna. Um, I guess probably even like frustration, um, like just feeling annoyed, stressed and like anxious maybe even, and yeah, just forming unfavorable opinions of people. So yeah, and that whole idea of like holding grudges against people as well too is another thing that comes to my mind. And I think sometimes the simplest thing is to be able to just talk to that person instead of holding it to yourself and being angry yeah. with someone, but just talking about it, um, it could have been just a misunderstanding and you can just clear the air straight away instead of holding it close to you. Um, so the third one is what effects does not practicing forgiveness have on our lives? I feel like we've addressed a lot of that already. You know, it would obviously negatively affect your friendships and relationships with people. They have less trust and like less faith in you and they begin to think like whether or not they've made the right decision in terms of like the people that they're friends with. I think just thinking about it like from as adults we can learn so much from children who you see them forgive each other so quickly like children children can just become friends instantly because they don't hold those grudges. Um, they don't care about the little things they just want to be around that person um, and I think if we don't practice forgiveness the world will just be a worse place like there'll be people just not communicating well and not not feeling good in their heart as well so like I know that when I'm angry I can't sleep that easily like my whole everything that I do is just not as not as easy uh, everything just becomes much harder so I think if we practice forgiveness it will just make you yourself happier um, and everyone else as well happier I think that's absolutely true it's um that so those kind of emotions hurt you more than they hurt the other person. The other person doesn't know how you feel about them internally. If you express it, sure they do, but you carry around that resentment with you all the time and you have to go to sleep every night with that hatred and it just builds up and it damages you. And so by forgiving the other person, it's a bit of a cliche, but you're forgiving yourself, you're allowing yourself to heal as well. And it, that's why it's so important that when the man wasn't able to forgive, his punishment was so great. He wasn't able to forgive even though he was forgiven and as a result his life became significantly worse because his heart was so hard. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thanks for having us. Listener, I've been blessed with the presence of Alex and Olivia and Kevin this evening and as we were sitting we are trying to think of various things that we were talking about and Olivia has kindly brought to my attention something that she has been doing a little bit of research on. Uh, the Passover and how it relates with uh, various other things in the Christian faith. Olivia, could you just divulge a little bit further because you've caught my interest. So Jesus is known as the sacrificial lamb, so the lamb being sacrificed, and that relates to the Passover. In the Old Testament, during the Passover, Moses instructed the Israelite to burn the lamb and to eat its flesh. So this was a sacrifice, a sacrificial lamb. So a sacrifice has a victim, a priest and an altar. So a victim, the person being sacrificed, an altar, the thing it's sacrificed on and a priest. So the person who conducts the sacrifice. So in the New Testament or in mass today, we sacrifice Jesus 
because the priest will break his body on the altar, which symbolizes Jesus dying on the cross, and we will consume Jesus' body during communion in the form of bread, but it's actually his body, transubstantiation. Olivia, what is transubstantiation? Am I saying that trans? Transubstantiation? Yeah, transubstantiation. Transubstantiation is the changing of the substance of bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in other words, it looks the same, but the substance has actually changed. So this happens at every Mass? Yes, during the consecration, the unleavened bread is transformed into Jesus' body. Obviously, we don't see it happening, but we as Catholics believe that it is Jesus' body and the wine is Jesus' blood. So in the Old Testament during the Passover, the Israelites were instructed to actually have the lamb with unleavened bread. This was a typology a foreshadowing to the New Testament when Jesus broke unleavened bread during the Last Supper and blessed it, broke it, gave thanks. And this was his body, which was also unleavened bread, and his wine was the blood that he told us or to drink for eternal life. So you used you used one particular word quite a few times there, unleavened. What is unleavened bread i think unleavened bread is black bread that wasn't fully risen so bread without yeast okay i think i've certainly been enlightened as to what well first of all as to what unleavened bread is i think i'll sound a lot more sophisticated now now that i know the word transubstantiation and I think the Eucharist, I'll be taking a lot more seriously just because I, I know now just how significant it is that it is indeed transforming into the body and blood of Christ. So thank you. Thank you, Olivia, so much. No worries. For coming in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another session of Power Parables, where you and I power through the Bible and together bring ourselves a little bit closer to God. So in today's session, we're going to be looking at the very famous parable, the prodigal son. For all of you who have been to mass once or twice, you might have definitely heard the prodigal son before, but maybe today we can take a look and revisit this old parable to see if there are any more messages that we can uncover together. So for people who want to look at their own Bible and read along, um, it's Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. All right, then let's begin. And he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into the far country where he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But here I perish here in hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 
Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, He heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, And I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and to be glad, for this Your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. So how is everyone feeling after reading and listening to this particular parable? I have to say, uh, this is one of my favorite parables because it teaches me a lesson uh, that I personally sometimes find I struggle with. Um, This lesson being accepting that maybe sometimes people get things that at first glance you may feel they don't deserve. So my question for you today is, how do you feel when others get rewards greater than they deserve? Or perhaps we should say greater than you think they deserve. And my second question is, how do you think we should treat others even though we may feel that they deserve less than what they have gotten. Do you think that we should treat them like the older son or more like the father? And my third question is, in these parables, who do you feel the three major people in this parable represent? Um, The three people being the father, the older son and the younger son in Jesus's day. And who do you think they represent today? One thing I should also mention is not only is this a parable that I enjoy, but another one of our podcast team members, Dan, also loves this parable and he has a lot to say about it. So over to you, Dan. I would I wouldn't say a lot to say, but it's uh, I do very I do very much enjoy the this parable uh, because there's so many layers to it. Uh, like a good question is who's the main character of the prodigal son? I mean, you would say the prodigal son. It's in the title. In the Bible, the parable isn't called the prodigal son. If you had to listen to it, it's not like, hey, everyone stop for a second. We're going to listen to the parable of the prodigal son. 
um, there's another way of interpreting it or looking at it or just a different perspective whereby looking at the father and his reaction to the son really tells us a lot about God, or it's meant to anyway, and how he reacts to us. Like the son is a bit of a bit of a scumbag. So he he says he wants his inheritance. Yes. Like, well, I mean, I, I'm hoping I get an inheritance, but if I was to do so, it wouldn't. It would happen after my parents died, Pass. right? Yes, is right. Imagine you went up to your mum and dad and went like, "Hey, can I have half the house now? Like, I can't wait for you to die. I'm sick of you. I've had enough. Give me half the house." What would your parents say? Hmm. I'd like to think that my parents would be a bit upset. But ultimately, uh, my parents might agree. But that being said, I don't think it's something that they would particularly be happy about me asking. Your parents are very nice. It's um, my, Yeah, my parents, I think, love me very, very much. But yeah, if I said I wanted half the house now because I can't wait for you to die, old man. Um, oof. I don't, oof. Somebody's not getting a Christmas Somebody's present Somebody's not year. getting a Christmas present any year ever. I think <laughs> I think that house is going to Vinny's or something. It's, it's gone. It, but the father gives it to the son who really isn't deserving. It's He's given something that he isn't really entitled to, but given anyway. It's just like how we're given grace, even though we don't really deserve it. We're given a gift that we don't, that doesn't belong to us. Yes. And then what do we do with our grace? What do we, what does the prodigal son do with his gift? He goes off and he squanders it. He's given this beautiful gift and he goes off to the land of uh, loose people and does questionable things. So eventually he's with the pigs, which for Jewish people is absolute darkest, terrible, like it's an unclean animal. So to be hanging out with the pigs and not even being able to eat their scraps, that's the lowest of the low. Yes. And just how when we, yeah, we we give off our gift and we get down to absolute squalor and nothing. Um. But then when we go back to God, what does he do? He accepts us with open arms and celebrates the fact that we've come back as opposed to berating us for our bad decisions. Exactly. It's um, And that's the beautiful thing about it. Again, to the people listening to the story, the father seems like a unbelievably foolish man because he has this snot-nosed little brat of a son who he gives half his stuff to. and And then when the son comes back, it's, it's the youngest son as well, which in Jewish times is less important. Um, and he gives him all the stuff and then he comes back and instead of just telling him to take a hike, he accepts him back. To the Jewish people, that's utter disgrace. And yet God, the father, accepts the son back and God accepts us back over and over and over again, even though we keep squandering our gifts. Um, and that's the really beautiful thing about the story is it reveals how God is to us. God is a patient man who yes. rejoices even though we've messed up. Uh, the the older son, it's really tempting to be like the older son. You really empathize with the older son as well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So if if your little snot brother came back after taking half of your stuff, because you were going to get it when, when dad died, um, you wouldn't be thrilled with little brother. No, especially since, you know, I've been the really responsible older brother, keeping the household in check while, you know, the younger brother just abandon all responsibility. Yeah. Um, I could, you know, honestly, I really, really do empathise with the older brother, given I'm also an older sister in uh, <laughs> in real life. So, See, I'm, I'm the younger son in the family, so I empathise a bit more oh. with the prodigal son. <laughs> I haven't, haven't squandered half the fortune yet, but we'll see. Uh, no, that's a joke. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you, you empathise with him. And yes. in the same way, like, the Jewish people, the Jewish people were, like, the older son. They were always given the gift of grace. And they got a bit 
nippy when the grace was ex- given to everyone else, when it's given to the Gentiles, when it's given to all the other people, the Jewish people aren't particularly happy about that. But it's no. not like there's a limited amount of grace. God's grace is sufficient. It's for everyone. Yeah. Uh, we can often look at the prodigal son and see his fall, but the beautiful thing is looking at the loving father and seeing how yes. he accepts us and he'll always accept us. Uh, and, yeah, that's just why I like the story of the prodigal son. Yeah, no, I, I really do agree with you. I think um, it's got a beautiful message to say in the end, no matter how much you mess up, if you repent, then God will always be ready to take you back in open arms. And, you know, honestly, in real life, I, I can't say that I really encountered anything else like that, um, you know, where you always have somebody who loves you unconditionally. So mm. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, that was a beautiful parable, Megan. Thank you. Thank you as well. New Year's resolutions. In our first podcast, we spoke about our resolutions. We're just going to quickly recap on some of our resolutions. So what I found is, yeah, doing a bunch of push-ups is hard, believe it or not. Um, I've, I've kept to it. It's been good. I feel like I've gotten stronger. I feel like I've more fit, more motivated. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, keeping to a schedule is interesting because the pressure of having to do them and have it loom in your head, you sort of want to get them knocked off straight away. And there has been a couple Sunday evenings, as in all of them, whereby I'm trying to get my last day finished before uh, the deadline hits. But it's working so far. Anyway, resolution, somewhat complete. As for the cartwheels, all I can say is I guess I've learned so far, well, doing cartwheels on concrete is, is not a good idea. Even on the grass, I have to say, I've hurt a few wrists already. So I'm really putting... Putting my body on the line. Hey, so I am now on week four of my course on Headspace. And I'm proud to say that now I feel like I'm zen enough to walk into the tree of life. So my goal was to jog once a week. I have not been uh, as successful in keeping my goal as others, but I have put forward if you will, a- accountability mechanisms. So I, I've I've joined a I've joined a sort of a, a running group with some of my friends, and I believe the group is called Run Fit because we are going to become from unfit we will become Run Fit. That's a that's just a little joke, um, <laughs> and we're planning on doing the city to surf, doing the city to surf, so the fourteen k from the city to Bondi, uh, that should be very interesting, very interesting. Now, most of us had timed goals. Um, I'm doing it with my friend Joanna, actually the youth minister of the parish. But suddenly, her goal has now just become a beat Jack in this city to surf. So I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. She says it's not personal, but, but when you tell someone, I want to beat you, it's sort of hard to not take that personally. Sounds like a challenge, Jack. It does almost sound like a challenge, Dan, and I, I can I can sort of tell where you're getting here, Dan. And I feel like you're kind of egging me on to do something here. You might be egging you on a little. You might be egging me on a little. Well, let's just say let's just say I have a renewed passion for jogging. I have I have more. There's more reason. There's more purpose for me to run. Not just to before it was you know to get sub ninety in the sea to surf, but uh, but now things have changed. As Joanna has put it, things have gotten not personal. So my goal 
has, instead of doing sub-90, will be to beat Joanna in the seat of the surf. And I must, I must just reaffirm nothing personal. So essentially, I'm a little bit of a challenge, so it's good to know that you're starting out on the right foot. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I see. It's a little... <laughs> a little choke thing there. Very nice, vegan. Very nice. Uh, we're going to end this segment here. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our talk show here today. We are joined by two amazing guests, Alex and Olivia. Alex and Olivia, how are we? We're good. Thank you so much for having us, Jack. We're absolutely honoured to be here. Well, thank you for coming along. Today we're going to do a Marvel quiz. Do either of you know much about Marvel? Um, I would hope so. Maybe not too much, but a decent amount. Yeah, but I hope this... This quiz isn't to infinity. Whoa, 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 whoa. Good joke there, Alex. And that's the reference to the Marvel's Infinity Stones. Off to a great start. That's one point for Alex on the board. Wow. Okay. We're going to start things off with our first question. Are we ready, contestants? Yes. Okay. Who directed the first two Iron Man films and played a role of Happy Hogan? John Favreau. John Favreau. That is probably correct. I can't quite see the answers, but we'll assume that it's a yes. Question number two. From which metal is Captain Mocha Shield made? Vibranium. Vibranium. That is ding, ding, ding. We have sound effects. Sorry, let me just play that one more time. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, moving on to question number three. What is the name of Peter Quill's first ship in Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, Milano? Milano is once again probably correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Moving on to question number four. What's the name of the spiritual retreat where Dr. Stephen Strange discovers some mystic arts? Uh, f- phone a friend. Okay, we're going to phone a friend. Alex, who is your phone a friend? Um... Um, let's just go into, let's just do it with my dad for now. Okay. Kevin, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, what is the name of the spiritual retreat where Dr. Stephen Strange discovers the mystic arts? I, I, I don't know. It's in Tibet, I think. Let me give you four possible answers. Is it the cabotage? Is it? The Kamalaha Kamsusamui, the Avonpuri, or the San Wilna Sanctuary. It's the Cabotage. Is it the Cabotage? Oh, let's go. Yeah, probably. Ding, ding, ding. Once again, I do apologize, Lister, for I cannot see where the answer is correct. Okay. The first War Machine armor in Iron Man 2 is based on which... Iron Man armor. Um, Is it Mark 1? A Mark 2? Mark 1. A Mark 3? Or Mark 4? 2? Mark 2? We will look at the answers th- at the end. Actually, I think it's. I, th- I thought it was 1, but I, now I think it's 2. Alex, what are you locking in as your final answer? 2. Lock again. Mark 2. After the next question. Which of these characters did not appear in Phase 1 of the MCU? 
of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is it the Ant-Man, Thanos, or Black Panther? Thanos. Actually, no, Ant-Man. Not Thanos. Yeah, Ant-Man. Black Panther. So it's it's Black Black Panther and Ant-Man Ant-Man. and Thanos. It is only one of these answers. It's Black Panther. Thanos wasn't... He's always in the credits for each of the movies. Oh, yeah. Um, And Ant-Man, I I think it's it's Black Panther. Olivia, what are you lucky again? Black Panther. Out of question number seven. Which movies take place during Christmas time? Is it Ant-Man, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 3, or Avengers Endgame? Endgame. Alex, are you locking in Avengers Endgame? Yes. Okay. On to the next question. What sandwich does Wong ask Dr. Strange to buy him in Infinity War? Uh, Is it tuna mayo, chicken and bacon melt, grilled cheese, or a tuna melt? What was the first option again? The first option, Olivia, was tuna mayo. I'm going to go with tuna mayo. Lucky in tuna mayo. On to the second last question. In Infinity War, Tony Stark had a dream about his son. What was his name? Morgan. Morgan. And it's a daughter. Oh. Actually, no, it is a son. It is a son. Sorry. Okay. Looking in, Morgan. Final question. Olivia and Axe, do you guys like ice cream? Yes. That is not the final question. That is just a contextual segue into the final question, which is, what is Tony Stark's ice cream flavor called? Is it Stark Chilling Lemon? Is it Stark Raving Hazelnut? Is it Stark Sweet Orange? Or is it stuck cookie chocolate? <laughs> skip. You cannot skip the final question. We'll go with the... Chilling lemon, raving hazelnut, sweet orange, or cookie chocolate. Cookie chocolate. Olivia, you locking in cookie chocolate? Yes, I am. And why is that? Because it sounds like a reasonable flavour. Sounds like a reasonable flavour. It sounds like Tony Stark. I can imagine Tony Stark eating that. (laughs) But isn't raving hazelnut so much more sophisticated? He's not necessarily sophisticated. True that. Okay. (laughs) Look at it, Stark. Cook chocolate. Okay. You got six out of ten correct. Okay. Oh, no. Question number one. Who directed the first two Iron Man films? You locked in John Favreau. You were. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Question number two. From which metal is Cap Shield made? You locked in Vibranium. That ding, is ding, cr- ding. That is correct. Question number three. What is the name of Peter Quill's first ship in Guardians of the Galaxy? You locked in Milano. That is. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Question number four. What is the name of the spiritual retreat where Dr. Stephen Strange discovers the mystic arts? Your very generous photo friend locked in cabotage. Thank goodness you brought him on, Kevin. You were. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Question number five. The first war machine armor in Iron Man 2 is based on which Iron Man armor? 
Alex, thank goodness you didn't go with your gut instinct, because Mark II was... Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Which of these characters did not appear in Phase 1? Your answer was Black Panther. The correct answer was Black Panther and Ant-Man. You said that were, you were only allowed one oh, answer. Well, looks like I was wrong and you were wrong. That we'll give us that sense. as a correct answer. Okay. Which movie takes place during Christmas time? Your answer was Avengers Endgame. Unfortunately, that was incorrect. The correct answer was Iron Man 3. Question number eight. What sandwich does Wong ask Dr. Strange to buy him in Infinity War? Your answer was tuna mayo. I'm sorry to hear, but unfortunately, the answer was tuna melt. Question number nine. In Infinity War, Tony Stark had a dream about his son. What was his name? You locked in Morgan. Unfortunately, you were... Ding, ding, ding. Correct. And final question. What is Tony Stark's ice cream flavor called? Your answer was Stark cookie chocolate. Alex and Olivia, I am so, so very sorry. Because the answer to Tony Stark's ice cream flavor was Stark Raven Hazelnut. Bobo. Alex and Olivia, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Did you enjoy yourselves? Yes, we did. Mm, yeah. Okay. Alex, a little bit hesitant on that one. I will try not to take that to heart. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, fine. Lis- I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Lister. Thank you, Alex and Olivia. Thank you, Kevin. And we'll see you next time at the game show. So just before we go, a bit of parish news. As you all know, the Antioch Day Retreat is up and coming. Um, I'm sure you're aware, uh, once a year, Antioch, which is possibly the most sophisticated parish youth group, uh, holds a retreat, sort of a densely packed version of the normal Antioch weekend meetings. Now, usually we hold a retreat over the course of a couple days. Unfortunately, this year, due to COVID, we're restricted to one day. Nevertheless, I hear it's going to be a hell of a day filled with talks, games, music, and all the rest. All COVID safe, don't you worry. Uh, The theme this year is called Connect the Dots, so expect to hear talks about connecting to faith and each other. Come to connect with old friends, meet new friends. If you know anyone aged 16 to 22, or if you yourself are aged between 16 to 22, maybe even 22 and a half, Please get in contact with Joanna or Father Jim or anyone because we'd love to have your company on this year's Antioch Day Retreat. And to finish this fortnight's episode, we'll close with a prayer said in Japanese. It's the Hail Mary said by one of our parishioners. シューはあなたを選び、祝福し、あなたの子イエスも祝福されました。神の母、聖マリア、罪深い私たちのために、今も死を迎える時も祈ってください。アーメン。<音楽>